Welcome into the Train with the Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. Chris Gores. And today we're going to talk about a lot of different things, a wide variety, a, a big toolbox that we have, and we're going to dip into <laughs> all different parts, like wrench, move out of the way. We need the hammer. All right, now we need the wrench, <laughs> screwdriver, whatever. The analogy went <laughs> right. way farther than it should have. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk our main topic today about corrective exercise. Uh, so that is something that I'm frankly looking forward to. Chris wanted to talk about um, sequencing of corrective exercise, proper usage, et cetera. So I'm excited to see uh, what sparked that thought for you and and what you have to say on it and, and bounce back and forth with you on it. Uh, but we have a bunch of cool stuff coming up on, on Train with the Best uh on the train with the best suite of products, if you will, uh, that we want to right. talk about uh, off the top here. Um, and we're really excited that we're going to be working with our first corporate uh, client, doing some training, uh, our friends over at Solid Core, uh, considering the relationships we have, to have over there. That's that's obviously not surprising. Uh, but I'm really excited to, to work with Solid Core's training team on some stuff that we're going to do and, um, you know, dive into uh, the, you know, what we know and how it can apply to such unique workout. Yeah, I think, you know, over the past couple of years, two, three years, uh, I've really got into this role of coaching coaches and it's something that I truly enjoy uh, because, you know, for me, even the way that we started this podcast, it was like, hey, like we, we have these conversations anyway. Let's just throw some mics in front of our face and record it and see if people will listen. And they did. Um, yeah. And now it's like, all right, well, there's, there's actually more that we can offer than just like a casual conversation about particular topics. We can actually offer some mentorship and some programming and some some education on, on some of these things. So, um, really excited, especially, you know, given that solid core is not my world, right? Like I'm, I'm nope. not afraid to admit that this is not something, this is not something that Onyx is built on. This is not something that I necessarily do, but this, this is going back to what we talk about with systems, right? Like when you understand the systems and the principles, then the methods you can choose. So the things that, that we do are universal, whether it be for athlete performance training at Onyx or general fitness uh, training or, or, or general fitness population that, that comes into SolidCore, right? Like the principles still remain. So I'm really excited to, to dive into that and, and show kind of how the worlds meet because I, I think that too many people think that, oh, it's completely different. And yeah, like the methods that we choose are completely different, but the principles are still the same. Right, because we're still working with human bodies. Like your hip extensors are still your hip extensors. Like your your bicep still does the same thing. Whether it's a, you know in your hand is a cable that's attached to a mega reformer or a dumbbell. Like it's it's all the same. <laughs> right. and, and so no matter how you're applying load, no matter how you're applying tempo, uh, which are the two biggest differentiators for something like solid core, like the muscles still work in the same way and, and being able to work with trainers to make sure that they're working like we want them to, to maximize that usage, um, to, to talk with them. And, you know, I know that we're going to, through this process, talking with these smart people who train their trainers, like we're going to learn some stuff. The way they cue something might be, and certainly as someone who is now in the solid core world as a client, uh, thanks to Rachel, like I've definitely picked up stuff the way they cue that I'm like, I really, really like that. Like Triana, who we, we're working with and is their head of product, like she's an incredible cuer. Um, and so there's definitely things that I've taken from them that I'm excited to, to have that exchange of ideas where we take what we know, they we apply it to what they know and hopefully enhance the knowledge that they already have. Um, and that that's what excites me about these, you know, corporate projects is we're working with pros. You know, even if we 
you know, look, we're in a position to train them. Uh, and I think we've, we've earned that. And especially you've earned that with, with more skin in the game than I've got. Uh, you know, I'm trying to catch up. But the thing about time is it moves at the same speed for both of us. Terribly right. that way. That's right. Um, but like, you know, at this point, I've been doing it for six years and, and, and know a thing or two. And, and so we put ourselves in the position to be able to train other trainers. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from them, too. And that's that's what I'm really excited about in these corporate environments. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, a, it's like a new adventure for me, um, to, to be able to actually put on these mentorships. Cause like I said, it's been something that we've been doing kind of informally and, and I've been working with, um, uh, Maya over at the works in Alexandria and her team and, and just kind of bringing them along and, and teaching them some of the things and some of the principles that, that we use. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of cool. Cause well, last podcast, we talked about some happy things on your end. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that we didn't talk about was was like, we. I just celebrated my 39th birthday. So this is like yep. my last year, my my last year of my 30s. And um, it's been a good decade for me, like going back to 2012, like taking that internship over at the Washington football team, which was formerly the Washington Redskins. Like over that decade, the the things that I've been able to do and the opportunities I've been blessed with in this industry it's it's been phenomenal and now it's like all right i'm going to finish my 30s the way that i started it with the same energy and ambition and this is one of the this is one of the things that i'm really excited to sink my teeth into and and really get moving again yeah without question i'm i'm excited to do this with you and you know every time even when i'm helping teach these things i always wind up learning something from you um so i'm excited to do that and if you're out there listening you're like wait i want i want to do that like can you come to my company Yes. Yes, we can. Uh, we have online options. We have, uh, you know, in-person options. That's the thing about a bespoke training program is customized completely to whatever you need. So you work at a gym, whether it's like a private entity, whether it's one of these big corporations, a uh, gym, a group fitness, boutique fitness, whatever it may be. And you would be interested in us, uh, coming on and, and doing some training with you. Uh, just reach out. Hello at train with the best 21 dot com is the email address uh, there's also a form on our website uh, if you would like more information so uh, go to trainwiththebest21.com check out the education tab and uh, we I think that's what it is uh, I made the website I should know uh, it's it's obvious it's like training or education something like that uh, and and you can get more information on what it would what it would take to have us come to you for that uh, on the the personal training side or I guess the group training side the, the actual training side uh, we're also launching something new this week and this is this is kind of the thing I've been waiting for forever um, and that is we've got field day premium so we've been doing the field day thing going out running around cones zoids whatever now we get to have real fun smaller group maxed out at six people and we're bringing the Raptors out. We're bringing the, the skills acceleration trainers out. We're bringing out the things that's really hard to do if you have a lot of people because you need a lot of equipment and a lot of space. So we're shrinking it down. You get more one-on-one attention and we get to bring out the toys. Yeah, I, obviously playing with toys is, is a lot of fun. But like you said, like bringing out all that type of equipment and bring out like... It's one thing to do that when you're on a team, right? Because if you're training a professional soccer team or when we're down at our camp in Onyx in, in Florida, those are all professional level soccer players or mm-hmm. close to it, right? Like when you're doing a field day, the levels are going to are gonna vary a lot. There's going to be a big gap between the best athlete there and the person who just started yesterday and wants to get moving, right? Um so it's really hard to to do those types of things with that many people when the gap is that big, 
right? So you almost have to shrink it down because one of the things that we've always been about is quality, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. never going to sacrifice the quality of the service that we provide to get numbers in, right? So yeah, I'm excited to see where that's going to go. And and, and we get to implement the Raptors and show what the Raptor Fit program is really all about and and some of the things that we can do with that and, and how that applies to just general overall uh, general fitness population because a lot of people think of Vertimax Raptor as just athlete training and speed and agility and and we've been harping on this for two three years now with our certification program on the Vertimax side that hey like this is something that would be really useful and really beneficial for for a lot of people to use without question and I think that's the thing that I'm really excited about is especially now that we've had two, almost three months of field day under our belt. And some of our athletes that have been coming regularly have some of these fundamentals built up. They know how to do a crossover step. They know how to do the push step. They know how to, you know, their running form has improved greatly. There's some of, some of these guys and girls who have just taken leaps and bounds. You add a little form to some natural athleticism that they might not even know that they had. And all of a sudden they're flying. And now we get to take that to the even next level. We add the assistance or resistance, depending on what we're doing, you know, the drill, which direction we're facing, whatever, you know, we, we really unleash over speed on them. We, we unleash some new intensity and they're going to all of a sudden have an even more enhanced feeling of being an athlete, you know? And that's kind of the thing is like, we, we say everyone's an athlete, but we all know what it feels like to feel athletic when we do something and get that right. comfort with it. And and I think that's what I'm really excited about too, is like, there's going to be a noticeable difference for everybody as they start to do this stuff. They get into their contrast reps and all of a sudden the resistance is off and they're like, wow, Ooh. look how fast I am. Like that's, that's a really cool <laughs> feeling when you feel it for the first time. And we're about to have six people yes. feel it for the first time. And I think, so one of the concepts that I talk about for anybody that's been out there with me on some of these Vertimax certification programs or, or has lift, has listened to me talk about what makes Vertimax special. I think the, what the Raptor allows us to do is have a new modality for maximum effort, right? Because traditionally maximum effort was through intensity or volume, right? So it, it meant that you had to either lift or do as much as you possibly could in one maximum effort, right? Which means like, honestly, you have to lift a lot of weight to do that. And a lot of people don't have the technique. They don't have the form that takes months of training and, te- and, and, and teaching and education on how to do a proper lift, right? Cause if you think of a max effort deadlift, right? That's going to be 400, 500, pounds or more, right? And, and most people are just not comfortable doing that or they're going to hurt themselves because their form is terrible. Right. So that's one way. The other way is through volume, right? All right, run until you can't run anymore. So like two, three hours later after just running for two, three hours, like I can't do it anymore. That was my maximum effort, right? Mm-hmm. So now when you, when you introduce something like the Raptor, we can do maximum effort through velocity, and that's something that you can't do necessarily unless unless you're doing like an Olympic lift, unless you're doing a heavy ass lift, or you're doing it with a ton of volume. The velocity is is the key to getting maximum effort, still maintaining that volume, keeping it low to just a few reps. Um, but that's what that's what makes you explosive. That's what makes you athletic. Is that 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 type of effort, maximum voluntary contraction, MVC as we call it, or rate of force development, RFD, right? All that stuff, that stuff that you don't really bring to general population stuff because people don't think about it, but that's absolutely what you need. Because if we're, if we're talking about functional training and injury prevention and all that other stuff, injury prevention is maximum effort, right? 
like there's no injury prevention without without trying as hard as you can like it usually it's 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 something in the eccentric phase or the rotational plane or transverse plane right so if you mm-hmm. can't stop your body when it's supposed to stop and then you end up in a compromised position yeah that's that's injury prevention right there right sure. so this is it's is it's exciting to be able to show this to general fitness clients and also not just to, to the clients, but to other trainers and say, Hey, like don't shy away from this stuff. This is stuff that you should be doing with your everyday athletes, not just your elite athletes who want to go play pro for sure. And, and I think that one of the best like education pieces I ever got was a lecture in this NFL strength coach series that I, it was a series designed for NFL strength coaches that I was allowed to to take in and I can't remember. I wish I could give credit to whoever the presenter was. I apologize. I just can't remember who the presenter was, but they basically said when injuries happen is when your body has a demand that it can't meet. And so you try like, you know, and in the NFL, if a cornerback has to run at four five speed, because the receiver that he's chasing is a four five guy and he goes to run with that receiver and tries to push and he's not four five fast, that's when he pops his hamstring. And so if right. you train yourself to have a higher maximum threshold, there are less tasks that your body will not be able to do. So that is how that injury prevention works in a very straightforward way that if you're not pushing the envelope, you're not you're not keeping your capability high, all of a sudden you're gonna and it works the other way too, right? Like you haven't done something max speed in a while. And your body might not be capable of it anymore. Your brain thinks you are. And it's like, go. And your hamstring's like, okay, uh-oh. And so that right. keeping that capacity where it is, nevertheless, raising the level of it is so important on that injury prevention front, which is a nice, smooth transition. We love a smooth transition into our main topic of the day. Corrective exercise. What is a corrective exercise? How do you sequence it? What's the proper usage in a single session over the course of a larger program? These are the types of things that we think about at night and sometimes in the morning while we're recording, (laughs) we'll share them with you next. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Super Coffee, a delicious alternative to those sugary drinks that you get at those other coffee shops that don't come directly to your house and are better for you anyway. Yeah, that's what Super Coffee is. Better for you, more delicious, more convenient. And it's fall. Somehow, some way, we are almost in October. And that means maple pumpkin is back. The seasonal flavors that Super Coffee does are incredible. I am a huge fan of the peppermint mocha in the wintertime. But as they say on their website, you will definitely fall in love. Fall and love. See what they did there. Marketing genius over at Key2 Life Incorporated. You will fall in love with maple pumpkin. And now there's more maple pumpkin products than ever. There is the delicious, as always, sweet and creamy maple pumpkin super coffee. There's also maple pumpkin super creamer. And for the first time, I believe the K cup pods. So go to drinksupercoffee.com, create you an order, and then at checkout, you just use the code TWTB, TWTB as in train with the best, TWTB, and you get 25% off your entire order, just like that. And Super Coffee has a 60-day money-back guarantee, meaning if you don't love it, you'll get your money back. If you want to try it before you place that online order, it's available nationwide in over 25,000 stores like Target, Whole Foods, Walmart, Kroger, and CVS. But we highly recommend going to drinksupercoffee.com, use the code TWTB, and get 25% off your first order. 
The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus, whose suite of products is as good as it's going to get, and it's expanding. Within the next month, there'll be not one, not two, not three, but four new Momentus products that we can't wait to tell you about. In fact, we'll probably do a whole podcast episode on it. We'll have Sarah Hendershot on from Momentus. It'll be fantastic. But one of the products I've been using a lot more regularly, I'm finally back in a good routine. I'm all moved. I'm all set. I can get in a good routine is the collagen peptides. It's a premium collagen supplement optimized for the needs of highly active individuals. That's me, a highly active individual. It delivers 10 grams of grass-fed collagen peptides plus a full dose of Fortigel, a patented clinically researched collagen peptide source designed to promote collagen synthesis in tendons and ligaments. And because Momentus is very good at what they do, they also were like, we want this to actually work. We don't want a bunch of fancy stuff that just goes to waste. So they added vitamin C to the formula, which increases the bioavailability of said peptides. Daily consumption promotes long-term joint health. Long-term use contributes to resilience against injury. And if you're coming back from an injury, it aids rehab because, of course, collagen contributes to the regeneration of cartilage and tendons. And oh, by the way, it promotes skin, hair, and nail health, which is also nice. So how do you get all of this? And their line of proteins, their creatine supplement, Elite Sleep, which has been a savior for me lately. You go to livemomentus.com, you use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST25, and you create a subscription order. Get your suite of products personalized for you, whatever it is that you need, put it all in that subscription order, use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST25. That order will be 25% off, and then on all the refill orders, it'll be 15% off every single time. So we're saving you money from now until forever at livemomentus.com, because if you're going to train with the best, you better recover with the best, and that's why we choose Momentus. Continuing on the train with the best podcast, talking corrective exercise. Chris, I'm not going to do a big long wind up for this because this was something you want to talk about. So, what sequencing uh, was? I know one of the things you want to talk about, but like, what's what's on your mind that made you go, "Hey, I want to talk about corrective exercise today." Yeah, well, actually, we we just talked about it a little bit with kind of the Raptor stuff because, like, to me, everything is corrective exercise. Like everything that we're doing is trying to correct something or address something or make something more resilient so that. We can repeat those movements without jeopardizing our health, right? So I, I think what we have to do, though, is put it in perspective because people talk about corrective exercises and this is a corrective exercise and that and this and that. And yeah, if you if you take any one of those exercises or any one of those modalities or, or methods, they're all going to live kind of in its own little bubble. And if you do it, it will be something. I think that to get the full effect of everything, you kind of have to do it in sequence, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, here's what the sequence is. To me, it starts with some sort of release, right? And that release can be any one of the methods that you like or have availability to, right? So it can be a foam roll. It can be a massage. It can be a Theragun. It can be um, recovery pump, air, whatever. Um, just something to start releasing that muscle. And, and really, what we're releasing, it's not self-myofascial release, as some people would say, because that's almost impossible to do. You need right. a lot you of pressure so much, to be able to... You need to so much pressure that you'd actually break the bone before you release the muscle. Right. But essentially, what we're trying to do um, is turn on the lights in the basement, right? So before, before we go down into the basement and start cleaning everything up and organizing and, and, and 
getting rid of all the clutter, we got to turn the lights on because otherwise we're just going to hurt ourselves, right? Mm. We're going to be like stepping on stuff or, or, or stubbing our toes on stuff. So you got to turn the lights on. And that's typically what, I, that's the way that I look at releasing muscles is, okay, hey, this is your gastroc. Do you feel that? Okay, that's good. Now, the next part of that after we release it is to mobilize it, right? Mm-hmm. Once, we've, once we understand where these muscles are or, or what these things are, are supposed to be doing or, or where to actually even feel these things, now we have to mobilize. Right. So that's where we come in with any, any method of stretching, right? So it could be a static stretch for, for some people who are really super tight. It can be an active stretch. It can be a dynamic stretch, something to get some sort of mobility, range of motion that they can control, Right. Mm-hmm. The next thing to, to me, so so number one, release. Number two, mobilize. Number three, stabilize. Right. right? N- now that we have established a range of motion, can we control that range of motion? Right. And and these live together, right? Mobility and stability live together, right? We, we sure. talk about that concept where there, you can't have mobility without stability. And then there's this concept of proximal stability for distal mobility, right? There's all right. these things that are out there. These things work together. So- Mobilize, stabilize in that order, but they also kind of live together, right? And there are exercises where you can do that where, to, to me, like the best way to, to build mobility and stability is to do full range of motion exercises with some sort of deficit and some sort of stability implement, right? So think of uh, a push-up with your hands elevated where you have to go below uh, mm-hmm. what, what the ground would be, right? Right. Or an RDL where you're standing on a box. So you would go below where the ground would typically be or an RFE. I love the RFE where we, we elevate the rear foot, but we also elevate the front foot. And then I've got a med ball over my head that I've, I'm using to stabilize my upper body. Right. So and it's, then I'm it's like it a static lunge, except for you've taken it off the ground, AKA you've made the ground lower. Uh, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, you could obviously depend your foot, your feet could be even, you could elevate the front foot, you could elevate the rear foot, you know, relative to the other one. But the idea that you've created more room to do the the movement, uh, because the ground is no longer in the way. Correct. You can get lower than where the ground would be. Right. Right. So that's why, that's what I mean by, by creating that, that deficit. So to Mm -hmm. me, those are great range of motion and stability exercises that kind of live hand in hand. For right? sure. So then, can, I, can I propose then, a, a small change uh, in language to the stability portion? Um, sure. And, and you kind of said it, it I'm, I'm going to use the, the word in the definition, if you will, but like the idea of control, because I think when people think of stability, they think of like, let me stand on one leg and not move. And really what we're talking about is the ability to control through a range of motion. Stability here involves movement. And so like one of the ones that I love to do, and I know you you do these as well, is cars, controlled articulated rotations, right? So if we're doing a hip car, it could be a standing car where we pull, pull our leg up and make as big of a circle as possible. You could do it on all fours. You can do shoulder cars, basically any joint. Um, you know, you can control, if you're gonna go in a circle, it's obviously gotta be one of the ball and socket joints, but like theoretically you could do a controlled articulated, you know, I guess, extension of your elbow. Like if you can go back and forth slowly and under control, that's really what we're talking about. 
the ability to control that range of motion. So I, not that stability is wrong, of course. Um, it's just that I really want to like put a fine point, a highlighter, however, however it is that you mark up your proverbial paper, uh, that this is about movement, not about not moving. Right. And I think maybe I jumped the gun a little bit too, because that probably comes into like the car stuff is, is going to get into like kind of our last step. Um, it, it, and there's five steps, I should say. So we started with release, mobilize, stabilize. The next two steps are isolate and then integrate, right? Mm-hmm. So what, you're right when you talk about stability as in controlling or, or basically like, okay, mobilizing is getting the joints to move how we want them to move. And then stabilizing is getting our joints to stay still, right? So like, okay, a mobilization of say the lumbar spine would be cat cow, mm-hmm. right? And then a stabilization of the lumbar spine would be a plank or a dead bug. Sure. Right. Yep. So that would be kind of the step, right? So, and I'll go through the steps here in a second. And then, um, we would isolate it and then we would integrate it into something. And that, and that integration is thing I think where you start to talk about things like cars and, and even in going into like, uh, max effort deadlift. That's just an integrated thing into sure. what we've what we've built up to, right? So this is the this is the path that I follow, or this is the sequence that I follow when I think about things like ankle issues, knee issues, back issues, shoulder issues, whatever, right? So let's just take a lower back issue for for our example for today, right? Okay. So if I'm thinking of a, somebody with lower back issues, all right, what do I have to release? The first thing I'm going to release is hip flexors, quads, mm-hmm. hip flexors. I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm probably going to release the calves because I, I think to me, ankle mobility is going to be a, a big uh, issue when somebody has a bad back. That's maybe why the, the, the back is compensating. Mm-hmm. And then tight, tight pecs. Again, maybe that's why the back is compensating because you are, your shoulders are old for it. So I'm going to release quad hip flexor, pecs, calves, gastroc and soleus if you want to get all the way into that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now I got to mobilize. So I'm, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do some cat cows. Um, and I'll probably do something like like a, a lying, I don't know how to call these. So you're lying down supine and then you're just bringing your knees left and right. So I used to call them hip crossover because um, that's what that's what Mark Verstegen used to call them <laughs> when I wrote those core performance books. I'm not sure what it's called anymore. But basically you're lying down on your back you're in a hook line position, so your feet are flat, your knees are bent, and then your knees go side to side, and and your shoulders stay. So kind of like basically, a 90, you're trying a 90, to get this 90, little, but laying down almost. A little bit, yeah, yeah, like that. So that's that's mobilizing along with the cat cow, mobilizing the the lumbar spine in a couple of different ways, right? So we had it in the in the sagittal plane and also the transverse plane, uh, and then after that, now I'm going to stabilize. So I'm going to do some dead bugs. And some planks, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's a little bit of our isolation as well. Dead bugs, planks, and then probably from there, I'm going to get into some anti-rotation press, right? And then after that anti-rotation press, then then I'm probably going to get into some sort of deadlift and carry, right? Deadlift and carry mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. So uh, I'm going to do some sort of variation of deadlift that I think that people are use just enough weight to get them to activate um, or enough weight to challenge them if, if they're ready for that and then finish it off with some sort of carry where we're still 
we're still uh, focusing on neutral spine. That's the whole thing. Now that can be like a 15 minute thing. That can be a whole hour workout, however you mm -hmm. want to do that. But that's the way that I think of attacking somebody with a lower back issue, right? First, I have to create this window of opportunity that I can work on it because if there's already pain there, that's what the releasing and the mobilization and stabilization is for, okay? That's going to create a window of opportunity. But if you don't do anything with that window of opportunity, it's just going to go back to where it was, stiff and painful, right? So that's right. where we have to start isolating and integrating all the different things. And it can't just be something that uh, is, is an exercise. It's got to be something that they really do, right? That's why I like deadlift and carries because, like, this is something that you do in life. Right. Right? For sure. Um, and the other thing to look at that is, like, I started from the ground up into standing and walking. The way that, the mm -hmm. way that babies learn to move, right? I think it was way back when we talked about like what fatherhood taught me as a, as uh -huh. a personal trainer. Uh -huh. And some of it is just like watching how babies move and learn how to move, right? Like you start on your back, right? We start on our back doing like our, our dead bugs and our, um, our supine stuff. And then we, we end up into cat cow on our knees crawling around. And then we end up into picking something up and carrying it. Right. So like, mm -hmm. that's, that's how I do a lot of my corrective exercise sequencing. Um, that's the thought process behind it. Obviously, I don't talk about this with the clients. I just do it and right. it it works. So, right. um, and, and I, I say that, I, I bring that up because a lot of times I see people saying like, oh, well, this is a, a corrective exercise. And I'm like, yes, but you have to do the whole spectrum because that's going to that's gonna work to a certain extent. But if you do it in this in this sequence where you release it first, and then you mobilize and stabilize, and then you isolate and integrate, like you're gonna get so much better results than just doing one of those things, right? And that's what For I see sure. people do, like I'm, a, I'm gonna do one of these things. So even if you just do, like, let's talk about posture, right? Like even if you just do like a tennis ball, lacrosse ball release on the pecs, and then you do like some sort of pec stretch, and then some wall angels. All right, well that's a five minute routine, kind of following that sequencing that's instead of just doing one of those things right and that's what i see people do all the time like all right well i'm gonna do this right right so it, everyone's looking for the quick fix I, I i almost like i do this sequence the way i've been describing it a lot of late and, and this is in part a lot in conjunction with ashley because i work you know i train now in a pt clinic so i wind up talking to ashley who's our lead pt carly our other pt a lot and um, even when Ashley's treating me, it's like, we have to create the range of motion and then use it. And, and if right. you want to like narrow it down to two steps, remembering all five of Chris's steps is really important if you're a trainer. Um, but if you're just like looking for a more philosophical way to talk about it with your clients, then create a range of motion, use it is optimal because if you don't, then you're just going to eventually fall back in. The idea is to get stronger so that you don't fall into the same bad habits. And this is why, like, if you go to physical therapy and get dry needled, then you're going to feel great. Well, you might not feel great immediately if you get dry needled, that shit hurts, but if, you know, you, you'll feel right. good the next day, but then you're right back in the PT, you know, on the PT table next week. If you don't do the homework assignments that your PT gives you, because you're not doing anything to implement the long-term change. And that's why sometimes like, and Ashley has been really good about this, especially since I started, I know she was doing it before. It's just easier now that I'm in house where she's like, yeah, my goal is to get you to Craig, to be able to strength train 
because ultimately the corrective exercise here is you need to lift heavier stuff. Like you need to be right. able to actually do the life task that is getting you consistently hurt and do it right. properly with the proper firing sequences and getting stronger and making those muscles more capable of doing the things with less stress. And so create, so like a lot of times I'll do this. If I see someone really struggling with range of motion on a deadlift or a squat, I'll go and do a hip band distraction. Like, all right, let's open up your hips. Then maybe we'll do some mini band work uh, and, and do that isolation to make sure that, we're, and, and in some ways that stabilization too, because we're firing up those stabilizing muscles and then let's integrate it into a heavy squat, a heavy deadlift or whatever, and whatever it is that we're doing on that given day, but making sure that you create the range of motion, you can control it and then ultimately use it, whether it's for strength, power, or just again, control something super slow, uh, that, that can also, maybe you make it reactive. Like if you're going back to the hip cars, you know, hey, stop, hold it there, change directions. Like you can make those really, really challenging and get a really, really effective. I mean, again, it, like just because something's burning doesn't mean that that it's a great workout. But like you want a burner, like do a hip circle and do it really slow and really controlled right. and your glutes going to fire up as much as any mini band exercise that you've ever done or any squat or deadlift or anything. Right. And, and I just thought of something because because this is what the whole corrective exercise sequencing is to me, right? Because like the reason why it's corrective is because there's some there's some sort of dysfunction there, right? Like there's some sort of lack of communication between your brain and whatever it is that you're supposed to do, but you're not doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so you remember those old Verizon commercials where the guy was just walking around saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Right. Yep. That is what we're doing with this freaking sequence is like we start with release and the guy standing right in front of you saying, can you hear me now? And you're like, yes, you're right in front of me. Right. And then he moves a little bit further away. Right. And then we go into some sort of mobilization exercise. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Stabilization exercise. Can you hear me now? I'm a little bit further away. You can't see me. Yes, I can still hear you, right? Um, so that's what we're doing. Like we're talking to, say, neutral spine, right? Can you find neutral spine right now? Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Can you hear me now when you're doing a deadlift, right? Right. Or a sprint, right? Because right? that's, what, that's what it is, is, is can you hear me now? Like can you feel your glutes when you do this? Because you just talked about like proper sequencing and muscle firing patterns and all that other stuff. And everybody talks about kinematic sequencing and all that other stuff. But really what we're trying to do is... We're trying to connect somebody's brain to a part of their body that wasn't working. And that's what it is. It's like, all right, it's easy for you to hear me when I'm doing a foam roll or a needle or a Theragun onto your psoas or your glute mead or whatever it is that we want to call it. Mm -hmm. But can, so it's easy for you to say, all right, yeah, I can hear you, but can you hear me or whatever, however, air quotes you want to say. Can you hear like, me now? Can't. Can you hear me now while you're sprinting? Right. Can you can you feel your glutes while you're sprinting? Right. That's right? awesome. And now and that, I'm wondering, can we take a screenshot of those old commercials and post on Instagram <laughs> without Verizon suing us? Right. <laughs> well, well, it, it reminds me of like the, the first time that uh, Joanna Boyles, Joanna Boyles Fenema now, like the, yeah. the first time she yeah. called me and she was like, she did a sprint workout and she was like, Chris, for the first time ever in my life. I sprinted and my glutes are sore. I've never known what that has felt like. And you're like, yeah. And that's and that's what that's what corrective exercise is. Can you hear me now? Well, we have a podcast title. <laughs> Can you hear me now? 
Uh, and I think that's gonna work well with the uh, making it red thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there's there's just nuggets all over this podcast. Uh, that was great. I think it also too. And one thing that I'm I've been doing, and I don't know where I'll be in this sequence by the time the podcast comes out, depending on how good I am about posting Instagram. But I'm in the middle of this series that talks about. Like the fact that every day isn't game day. Uh, there's an amazing Exos presentation right. that for trainers, uh, you might have seen every day is game day. And if you haven't, you should watch that as a trainer because it's very good, but it's talking about something different. But every day is not game day. Like game day is when it's time to do that sprint, to have that max deadlift, to do whatever it is at maximum output. And you hope that the training that is every other day has trained you, literally trained, uh, and, and put you in a position to perform optimally, that you feel the right muscles, that the right, mu- because the right muscles are working, you're in, in proper uh, alignment and position, so that way you minimize your risk of injury and maximize your performance. But you train by isolating things to be able to eventually put them all together. You train all the different pieces. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, with working out because in the gen pop world, a lot of it is like, if I don't feel like I died, then I didn't work out. And I had a really (laughs) interesting conversation with one of my clients the other day who said that exact thing. And she said, one of the things that I really learned in training with you, AKA me, was that a lot of times I might walk out of here being like, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good. Like, I don't feel like I died. And the next day, like I'm sore, but my body feels really good. And that idea that yep. you can work out, get something accomplished and have your body feel really good without having to have be drenched in sweat or have everything bring <laughs> and be in complete muscle failure. Like there are times for those things. And if your goal is to just feel those things and you don't have another goal, then like, fine, that's okay. You're still setting that as the goal. But at the end of the day, if you have, whether it's you're training for a half marathon or you're trying to get a heavier deadlift or be a better athlete in a sport, whatever it is that your goal is, if you are able to set that end point, you can train all the pieces. And this corrective exercise piece is so essential because as, as you said off the top, corrective exercise, quote unquote, is a very, very large uh, area with a lot of things that can fall under that umbrella. Right. Right. So if you want more on this, uh, make sure you're following along on Instagram. There at Train With The Best 21, you'll find out whether or not we got away with posting the Verizon man and going, what does this man have to do with corrective exercise as a teaser for the podcast? <laughs> uh, I'm doing my series over at Craig underscore Hoffman. Of course, Chris is at Trainer Gorez. Uh, shout out to our friends at uh, Momentus for the launch of their new uh, product, Fuel. Uh, more about that in the advertisement. If you skip the ad, one, I typically say ridiculous things in the ads and they're funny so you should listen to them Two, go back and listen to that so you can hear about fuel uh and shout out to our friends at super coffee too uh they have just given us uh the ability to spread a lot of love each and every month uh so we'll be sending product to followers on instagram to, to podcast listeners uh who knows we might put like little nuggets in the podcast first one to dm me uh, a secret code like you're gonna get 50 dollars in super coffee who knows what we're gonna do with it we have the ability to to spread some positive energy around so make sure that you're following us on Instagram at train with the best 21. And if, again, if you're interested in that corporate training, we talked about uh, in the intro of the pod today, hello at train with the best 21.com. I think that's all the housekeeping. Uh, that was a lot of housekeeping. We did it at the end. So hopefully everyone's still listening. Uh, and other than that, Chris, 
You good? Yeah, I'm good. Sweet. Then we'll see you next week on this here Train With The Bus podcast.